4 o'clock football frenzy is presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. We've got tickets for the Mountain West Conference Tournament going out later this hour. Also going to be joined by UNLV Athletic Director Eric Harper after 4.30. Willie Cofield, Thomas and Mack. Two games here today, one at Cox Pavilion, one at the T&M. Lady Rebels tip off at 6 against Reno. Running Rebels tip off at 7.30 against Wyoming. Run Rebel warm-up with uh, John and Curtis starts right here on ESPN Las Vegas at 7 o'clock. No surprise on this story. We've seen some of the rumors out there that Brady could come back, and then where does he go? And the entire time I've seen that, I'm like, what do you mean where does he go? He the Bucks, right? Like the Bucks are just going to let him walk, and Bruce Arians confirmed that, right? Yeah, Bruce Arians said the Buccaneers would not allow Tom Brady to come out of retirement and play for a different team. And uh, when that came up the other day about the Dolphins, I think we were talking to Miles or something. But it, like, why would why would he why would, in their own state they would allow it? Come yeah, on, yeah. Why why would he after what he built and what he did in two seasons and winning it in the first one? I mean. Why disrupt what you already started? I mean, you're going to start, you know, you got, you got to hope that you can jump into a different situation. It's ridiculous. But at the other end of it, the team's just not going to let him go. They retain the rights to him. So that's just not going to happen. It's, you know, him to, he may be Tom Brady, but he can't just dictate. And as Bruce Arian said, no, 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 we're not going to let you play for another team. You didn't buy that whole Dolphins thing, did no, you? No, of course not. It's another, another one now, of those teams dreaming big, and it's it's okay to do that. Don't limit yourself. Don't get me wrong. Now, did I buy in that that, that was a big, you know, we're going to make a run? I mean, anybody could say that. It's Tom Brady. Sure, hey, we're going to take – we'd love to take a shot or, yeah, we, but a serious run where you're going and you're pursuing and you're scouting, you're recruiting, you, uh, nah. You know, I'm fascinated by uh, post-game press conferences when you actually have some questions, you have some good questions to ask. And Willie was asking last night about Robin Leonard and his injury. And we'll, on the way back, get to what Leonard said with regards to these reports that he's got a torn labrum. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. Even if you miss it, like a week or two, small things uh, got to get back to. But I felt pretty good. I felt pretty good. Again, I think uh, we played a very good uh, game today, so... It's just a nice start with a win, and hopefully we can just get something going here. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. When you don't play for a couple of weeks, what's the most difficult thing or what's the hardest thing to get back? Not being around the team. Uh, I mean, you're, you're there doing rehab, stuff like that, but you want to be a part uh, of the games and all that stuff. So. All right, good to see Robin Leonard back. They get the win yesterday against the Sharks. Only faces 17 shots, but you know, solid defense in front of him. They get back on the winning track, as he said. And then there's the other question with Robin Leonard, and this is one that you know you and I discussed yesterday, and I think it's really important. There are reports out there that he may have a serious injury, and it really hasn't been addressed. That's what hockey does. It's really what all sports do. You keep that stuff under wraps, and... At the press conference, you know, the report is torn labrum. At the press conference, Willie stands up, and he's like, well, let's get to this. Willie Ramirez with the Associated Press. Robin, you're obviously clear, so when you get out there and the adrenaline, you're going to feel good. But after the game and tomorrow, are there different protocols now to make sure that you sort of take care of different rehab or next day recovery, active release? What is there anything specific that you have to do from this point forward to make sure that you stay fresh? 
Um, it's a better question for Frank Saravelli, my doctor. Uh. Go to Joe. Robin, after a three-week three-week layoff, would you prefer a game with? Wait, what? So I understand Leonard making a joke about it. Was there a follow-up? There should have been because his answer to Chris, he said, you know, getting back with the guys, you know, you go through rehab. So right there he said that he had to go through rehab. Later on he said, obviously, Dr. Cervelli was wrong in his assessment. So here's the problem that I have with the entire situation. And I get it, he made a joke. He wasn't attacking me. He was attacking Frank Cervelli via my question. But I have a job to do, and it's a legitimate question. I didn't question what his injury was. He already said that he had to rehab. And now I'm just asking that after playing in real-time action, is there any added sort of therapy you have to go through? Fascial stretch therapy, cupping, whatever it may be. You know what he didn't think of, Steve? that I thought he was supposed to be empathetic toward. And I'm not, tell, I'm not trying to play the victim here and saying that I was affected. But isn't he a mental health advocate? Didn't he take a snipe at a reporter and then cause an entire room of media to laugh at that reporter's question? Could that not have caused? Isn't the phrase with mental health, hey, you don't know what somebody's going through? Couldn't he even just ask a quarter or say, hey, I'd rather not address that instead of being snarky or have an entire room laugh at a reporter? I don't know. Just a thought. Now, again, I am not sitting here claiming victim and saying that I have spent the day depressed or I, it, it knocked me down mentally or I couldn't perform my job and go right on deadline. All I'm saying is that here's a guy who's, who's out there voicing and being a mental health advocate. Here's a guy who I remember when... You know, I remember when press conferences with Marc-Andre Fleury came in with whoever the PR person was that was directing the media conferences. You never know who's going to be at the podium. But why is Robin Leonard always by himself? Why is he center stage? Why is he always stealing the show? Why is he being snarky? Nobody's attacking him. We're asking questions. That's something that sort of weighed on my mind is like, you know... An entire, and then later, when Dave Shane followed up and said, well, Robin, there is a report out there. So Dave Shane did do the follow, and he said, there is a report out there. And that's when he followed up. He said, well, obviously, Dr. Sarah Velli was wrong. Um, I said, well, no, maybe not, because the report said the upper body injury Robin Leonard is dealing with, sources say, is a torn labrum in his shoulder that will eventually require surgery. Eventually. Who's to say that someone didn't jab a needle in him and maybe they numbed it up? I know that I got to get a cortisone shot in my right knee in, a, in two weeks. We don't know what he just went through to, to be able to get better. We don't know. If, if it's not, and you know what? Instead of attacking Cervelli and getting laughs at the expense of two reporters asking legitimate questions trying to do their job, then just come out and say, no, my shoulder's fine. I don't have a torn labor. But he's never denied it. That's more what weighed on my mind today. Yeah. Mental health advocate Robin Leonard getting a room full of laughs at two reporters. Well, but this is the secretive nature of many sports, but especially the NHL. This is the way they want to operate. So I guess they've told Robin Leonard to not go into detail about it. Leonard, by that, suggested, I mean, I would, nope. I would wean from that answer that there's really no injury. Nope. No, buy, I don't buy that. You know why? Because 
Robin Leonard has come into press conferences that where he's just come in for a two, three minute, and he's sat there for 11 minutes and went off on his own, touching on subjects that when he attacked the NHL. Robin Leonard has controlled press conferences on his own, on his own accord, and answered questions how he wanted to, and addressed the media, who I'm sh- when I'm sure George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon were cringing at the subject. So don't tell me that Robin Leonard has been told what to say. Have you since he's arrived? Hasn't he been the most entertaining press conference when he decides to go off? Okay, so you're not going to tell me that they said, well, don't go in and say anything about your... Robin Leonard's going to go... He's even said, you know, I wasn't going to address this, but I feel like I need... And he's come out and spoken. So regardless of how you want to address... If he doesn't want to address it, then say... And he did at one point, he did say to Dave Shane, I'm not going to discuss my injury. But then again, he followed it up with Dr. Saravelli and getting laughter from a room full of media members... And those media members, they're going to remember. It's just like, like I don't have a problem being tagged in on Twitter. Some guys quoted him and didn't say. Two reporters did say, you know, Willie Ramirez asked this question and so on and so forth, which is fine. That I don't care. That part doesn't bother me. Nobody's attacking me. Everybody's attacking Frank Saravelli on Twitter, following up all the Golden Knights fans. It's just it's the principle that... You decide to be a mental health advocate when you want to be a mental health advocate. And when you come in and you draw laughter, it, it can lead. And again, and I reiterate this, it has nothing to do with my mental health. I'm not bothered by it. What I'm bothered most by is that are you thinking ahead like, hey, you don't know what someone's going through? Because obviously he doesn't. He wants to be snarky whenever he wants to be snarky, and he doesn't care who it affects. Pete DeBoer got his uh, 500th win last night, and after the game, he uh, pointed out that uh, this, you know, this kind of game. When I when I reflect back on the 500th win, I think what I'm going to like the most is I think it was a, a Pete DeBoer type game. You know, we we didn't give them a lot. Uh, I thought we smothered them defensively. We were really solid. We had the puck in the offensive zone. We looked dangerous. You know, all night. They did, and I thought it was their best performance in you know, that we've seen. You know, the thing is, is they're like, what a two, four, and one run, and the two wins that they've had are against San Jose. San Jose is struggling. They've got like seven guys on the injured list. They got an eighth guy that's dealing with whiplash. They're now down a goalie, right? So the two wins they have are against a team that is at the bottom of the standings. Um... But they played hard. The misfit line is playing outstanding. Leonard is back in net, and he looked good. The defensive pairings, um, you know, shout out to Ben Hutton. This is a kid who, Steve, was brought in in October sort of just to, just to be there, have a body there as injuries and COVID were hitting. He skated his way to the top pairing. He's skating with Alex Petrangelo, you know, and – this is a guy who's approaching his 100th career point. Spent some time with Vancouver. But this is like a, a, a who? You know, this was, remember, this was the team with the depth on defense. Petrangelo, Martinez, Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb, Zach Whitecloud, Nick Haig. Guys that the, the team had been familiar with. Hutton's now, uh, he's now skating on the top pair. So, I mean, they're getting it done, or they're, they're hoping to get it done. And they looked good last night in, in, in a complete game, 200 feet of hockey. 
and they're still missing some key components. So they have to carry that through. Coming up next, we uh, spend uh, an extended period of time with UNLV Athletic Director Eric Harper. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Join Cofield and company this Thursday from Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. The show starts off at 3 o'clock, and so does Happy Hour. Margaritas, well drinks, beers, and shots are just two seventy-seven. Come on down to Silver 7's to watch the show this Thursday and get in all your sports bets at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook. Thursday, 3 o'clock, Cofield and Company live inside the Bud Light Lounge at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino on Flamingo and Paradise with ESPN Las Vegas. Attention off-road niche. The Great American Off-Road Race is on. Get down to Fremont Street East on Thursday, March 10th for the 11th Annual Mid 400 Off-Road Festival. On Friday, it's the O'Reilly Auto Parts Limited Car and Truck Race, including new TVs and vintage cars. Yes. Saturday, nearly 200 motorcycles will take to the dirt at the same time as the fire breathing Unlimited Truck 2020. BF Goodrich Tires Mid 400 Rips. Still Las Vegas, March 9th through the 13th. You've heard us talking about it. Now check it out. The Tailgater Tavern is your home for all Allegiant Stadium events. Less than a half mile from the stadium, the Tailgater is your pre- and post-game party destination. Eat, drink, and party before and after every Raiders game, Rebels game, concert, or special event. They have 24 beers on tap, a great menu, and wall-to-wall TV so you'll never miss a second of the action. Eat, drink, and play 24-7. The Tailgater Tavern at Russell and Valley View, your gateway to the stadium. What did Steve Cofield and his company say today? That took me back to Judge Wapner. If we took this in front of Family Court, wherever that show was called, what was it called? Uh, with Judge Wapner? Forget Judge Judy. Judge Judy would rip oh, your head off. you, sir, can't even remember what the People's Court is, people's and you court. want this people's to be court. decided people's in the court. People's Court. The sure, people, people have spoken. By the way, you've gotten way more than $50 worth of content out of this discussion. I feel like you owe me at this point. It's Cofield and Company, Monday through Friday on ESPN Las Vegas. I'm attorney Kevin Rowe. Some people don't want to hire a lawyer after a car wreck because they feel sorry for the person who hit them because they think the at-fault driver will actually be the one who has to pay. The truth is, in most cases we handle, the insurance company pays for the at-fault driver's lawyers, court costs, settlement, or verdict. The at-fault driver doesn't pay anything. In court, the jury is never allowed to hear this. So if you're hurt in a wreck, make one call. That's all. Murder and Rowe is the way to go. Call 877 Randy Westbrook, managing attorney. Wake up with Rainey and Bischoff. I do not watch the Knicks every night. I've got more respect for my life than that. And <laughs> there's just, you know, only so many hours that you get here on Earth. Wait, don't you but watch like, the Mets like every day? That's not important. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you drive it at? <laughs> yeah, but that's like, you know, it's summertime. It's different. Like, it's something about watching. If it's like 20 degrees outside and you're watching the Knicks, at least at the Mets, if I get frustrated, I can go outside and take a walk. It's the Press Box, weekdays starting at 7 on ESPN Las Vegas. This group means the world to me. I mean, they they took a a chance and a risk on a first-year staff with a first-year coach, and that's something that I don't think I'll ever forget. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be special. I remember, you know, five or six years ago, just not even by design, I just remember my dad even talking about his first class and, and his first seniors at Texas Pan American where I was born back in, you know, early 80s, and, uh, but he remembers it. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at the Thomas and Matt. Yep, on the road before uh, both UNLV basketball games, 6 o'clock for the Lady Rebels, 7.30 for the Runner Rebels against Wyoming, and Kevin Kruger there talking about 
senior night. Uh, we'll mention some of the seniors, uh, get the take on senior night in general and what's going on with the basketball programs. And lots of other programs here at UNLV with the athletic director. Eric Harper sits down with Willie and Cofield. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? You guys doing all right? Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Feel uh, underdressed. <laughs> had a suit on yesterday. I know you are. For you, this is actually underdressed. You're usually the I'm most go- Natalie attired. You know where I'm headed. You already see it right on my chest right after the show. Oh, you're going to work out. That's right. <laughs> lifting time, lifting time. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the men's team and, and what Kevin Kruger was saying there because, um, you know, the season goes along and you, you kind of lose track of how the team was put together. But he's right. I mean, there that was a team that there were a lot of guys around the country who were probably like, do I want to go play for UNLV? Do I want to play for Kevin Kruger? So he should be appreciative. Yeah, I think Kevin is uh... – He's the type of coach that's going to be very appreciative, especially when he gets a, a group of talented guys that do what they do for him and play for each other and play with each other. Uh, they did take a chance on, on a first-year coach, and it's worked out for him uh, pretty well. Can I tell you, um, and this is more of a behind-the-scenes thing, Not really, it's not off the record, but let's give you an observation. Before the Colorado State upset, right, up there, uh, things weren't going well. You know, they looked like, hey, they're going to lose two in a row, and they had just been you know, handed a bad defeat at San Diego State. And I remember looking at Kevin, and he was standing off in the corner, and he just kind of looked down, you know, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I walked over to him, and he's like, you know, I just feel really bad that these guys haven't had a chance to play healthy and together. And, like, just that statement right there, and he said it. He has said that repeatedly. I think says a lot about Kevin and how much he cares. You know, he wants to win. He wants to do well in his job, but he also cares about the players and the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin is one of those, you know, very much like his dad. He cares about the players and their experience, not only on the court, off the court, and what they're going to do post-playing days. That's as important to coach as, as is uh, coaching those guys on the court, what they're going to do after their uh, life as a basketball player ends. So big goals here. You want to get back to winning with the men's basketball program to the level that, you know, Lon was at and early Dave Rice and well beyond that. You know, it would be great to compete for Final Fours and national championships. The big thing, though, is getting people back in the building. And, man, you were introed, I think it was, I think it was like the 12th or 13th of January, and you talked about some new initiatives. Can you talk about some of the stuff you introed for the games and how it's worked so far? Because you've had some crazy promotion. That kid the other night, <laughs> that was like backside rim, that half-court shot for $10,000 was close. Absolutely close. And I wish so much that it would have gone in. <laughs> Because the crowd was at, a, was at a frenzy to begin with, and then if that had dropped, holy cow. Plus, our women's team, who had just been recognized as the Mount West champions, uh, had just been recognized on the court. And if that had happened, holy cow, the roof would have come off of Thomas and Max Center. Would have gone crazy. Um, I think it was the game before that you did the free tuition. We did the free tuition. Coach, uh, a coach, Coach Whitfield, uh, Dr. Whitfield, was uh, was going to shoot the, the cannon, the t-shirt cannon, and, and we had uh, an idea, or I guess I'm going to take a little bit of credit here. I had an idea to put some, <laughs> some season tickets into the t-shirt that was going to go to the general fan population. And so I asked uh, Dr. Whitfield, uh, how about free tuition up to 12 hours uh, to be shot, shot out of the t-shirt cannon into the student section? And he thought for a second, he says, sounds like a really good idea. What what can go wrong with that? Right. I said nothing can go wrong with it. Uh, we're going to make one student really really happy, and it just so happens that the young lady that uh, caught the T-shirt and she unrolled it, she was shaking so incredibly hard because she was so excited that she had that T-shirt. It just made such a wonderful uh, evening, uh, and then get the win as well was was absolutely awesome. 
She had a state. Was she an out-of-state student? Do you remember? I did, couldn't even that's, ask that's the what question. I, that's I was what I had heard. so excited and for her. And then the other thing I had heard is that maybe her father had just lost his job recently. If that was the case, to get free tuition. Just made those, the story a lot better. Yeah. Um, I'd, also, I'd also heard when, when, the, uh, when the cannon was shot. And by the way, he actually shot the cannon pretty well. You guys wrapped the T-shirts really well that night because I watched the other night and the T-shirts <laughs> were flying all over the place. I'm like, you got to reach the crowd. And he was going way up. I think on the... On one of the shots, I had heard that an older gentleman got it. So, like, got a T-shirt in the, t- in the tuition contest. So, imagine if he had won it. He comes down. He's like, can I come back to school, please? Well, you know, we would let him get up to 12 hours. It was free tuition. You I mean, there's no age limit. No, no age legally limit. You could prevent you know, that. So. We, we've got graduate courses, doctorate courses. Sure. He could have slid in there. But it was so exciting to see that young lady, and she didn't know anything of what to do. And, and one of our, our staff members, Durante Cuts, went up and – kind of motioned her to come over and then she came down and we took a picture with her dr whitfield and myself and it was just one of those deals that was just phenomenal to do and to see the excitement uh, on the young lady's face was awesome eric so i gotta ask you so i, I firmly believe marcus is going to have this program on the uptick but this has long been a basketball school since i was growing up in town in the 70s how important is it to embrace that Kevin understands the community because he played here. Lindy, born and raised, two basketball coaches bringing the programs. Lindy bringing success. How important is it? Because, as you just said, fans in the stands, and there are still diehard local old school basketball fans in this town. And how are they two working in unison to embrace that local feel? You know, Kevin and Lindy, you know, they work so well together. Uh, they both obviously are, were gym rats as players. Uh, they both uh, have fathers that were coaches. Uh, so it's just it's 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 a unison of understanding the game at a level that is really high. I uh, was speaking with Lindy or listening to Lindy talk earlier this year, and she was at the running rebel basketball practice that we had at the T- Cox Pavilion, and they had a drill going on. Well, Lindy instituted that drill in her workouts the next day because she really liked how it was running. So she instituted a drill that Kevin had been running in his practice. So they work well and watch each other and, and, and take ideas from each other. And, and it's been awesome to see them uh, work together. And I was going to say that because, you know, it, it's, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin picked something up because of the, the pedigree that Lindy come from, not just from playing for Tara Vanderveer, but her father, one of the most successful basketball coaches in the state, and he's helped out at college programs. So, uh, Lindy wouldn't be a bad person to pattern your, your program after. Absolutely not. She, she's played at a high level. She's coaching at a high level. She was uh, an assistant at a high level with, with Tara Vanderveer at, at Stanford. And it's just an absolute honor to be able to work with her on a daily basis and what she's doing for our young ladies and what Kevin's doing for the young men on his program and then the way they work together. I've, I had a lunch with uh, Kevin and Lindy earlier this, this fall uh, with a donor. And the way they kind of was uh, commenting and playing off of each other as they communicated with the donor and made the donor feel extremely appreciative of what he uh, is doing for both programs. And it was just absolutely phenomenal to be able to just sit there and just soak in the basketball knowledge of those two individuals that are leading our programs and excited what they're going to do for the future. It's Cofield and Company. We're getting ready for two basketball games tonight here at the Thomas & Mack in Cox Pavilion. Eric Harper, the AD, is sitting down with us. You've worked a lot of places. You played at K State, so you were at K State, Arizona, and UNLV. And you know, I mean, you, if you want to give me the, the 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 line, like, of course, harmony is important. 
Is harmony important amongst the coaches? Like, how much more productive can an athletic program be when all the coaches are backing each other? When when coaches are supporting each other and, and the student-athletes are supporting each other, it's absolutely phenomenal. i just give you one really simple example of, of each team, team supporting each other. Our Lady, uh, uh, Lady Rebels and women's golf were out at Spanish Trail playing in their tournament. And lo and behold, who shows up? It's our women's soccer team. Now, to go to a contest off campus takes a lot of coordination, a lot of practice, uh, a lot of uh, communication. There they are sitting there on the 18th green, standing beside, cheering our team on as they come down uh, the fairway. That was awesome. Our, our volleyball team as well as our, our women's soccer team were both at the game that uh, Lindy was playing against uh, New Mexico. Uh, to take first place in, in the conference. So sh- seeing that, and then I see swimming and diving at the soccer matches. I see men's basketball supporting the Lady Rebels, Lady Rebels supporting men's basketball, football supporting uh, the Lady Rebels, supporting men's basketball. It's just awesome to see our coaches, and, and that is driven by our coaches. It's not driven, uh, it's driven by our coaches. Hey, go, go support your teammates, go support your peers, go support your colleagues on campus here. And it just see, shows that. The, the continuity and the consistency and, as you said, the harmony of our coaches supporting each other is awesome. How important is it for you, the boss, to get out and make sure you're around every single team? Because, uh, I mean, you know, we work regular jobs in radio. It's nice to hear from the boss every once in a while and feel like you're supported. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun getting out to the different practices and different games. Uh, I haven't been able to do it as much as I want to in the last week or so. Uh, we have Board of Regents meetings tomorrow. So, but it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to be there, uh, to watch each and every team grow uh, from the start of the season to the end of the season. Uh, this, uh, our men swimming diving just won the WAC championship again. So they've, they've, you know, Coach Lors has been really awesome in, that, in, that, in, the, uh, in the pool, in the auditorium. So to see that and to watch that and, and see them compete at the levels they're competing on is really, really fun. Let me go back to the promotions you guys rolled out for uh, the men's games. The students have gotten a lot of perks. There's been some perks for uh, the regular fan. I know you did the, uh, the $60 special with the, the four hot dogs and, and four tickets and drinks and all that. Um, I've had a lot of the non-students ask, hey, like what, what else is coming for us? Um, I would anticipate for both football and basketball next year, there's going to be something new on the way in terms of for you know incentives for season ticket holders or maybe some cheaper tickets. What do you, what are you guys brainstorming on? We're brainstorming on a lot of things. We're going to do you know continue to be creative and innovative in, in how we approach. That's what we have to do in this this day and age as it relates to uh, intercollegiate athletic sports. We can't do things the same old way that we've always done things. We have to do things very different. And if that's given, you know, having an incentive for every game, I'm looking right now through and, and see one of our sponsors' logo just pop up. They'll be one of those big sponsors for us to help us do some things and to bring uh, fans into the uh, arenas and and so forth. And also taking it to to another level in the sense that it's not just about. You know the incentives. It's about these young men and young women that are competing on the court and on the field and in the pool, uh, and on the courts and on the diamonds. Uh, and when it comes to softball uh, and baseball, but it's important to make sure we don't lose sight of the fact that we're here to support these young men and women as they compete for UNLV. And it's an ever-changing deal now with the fans because we're coming out of COVID. People got used to staying at home, watching sports on giant TVs. So now you've got to kind of recalibrate what you do because. Folks, and I've, I've told the audience many times, 
you know, I go to all these Mountain West games on the road, and, like, San Diego State had 6,000. I've never seen that happen before. You know, Boise State got a really good crowd uh, for their clincher, uh, like, over 11,000. But I was there. It was a 9 o'clock start. There were under 5,000. So attendance, like, everyone in college sports, and especially in the Mountain West, is kind of dealing with, like, hey, how do we rebound attendance? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, a little bit of a, uh, an issue across the country. Because, uh, as you said, people have sat at home for a while, for a couple of years, and, and didn't go to go to contest. And now you can sit and you can stream it on your phone while you're sitting there having dinner with your family. So it's a challenge that, that many of us around the country are going with. I've talked to someone in the Carolina area, and they said, you know, North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, they're struggling with student attendance and struggling with attendance in and of itself. So, you know, having to stay con- Innovative and creative and, and getting fans to the game uh, is what we're going to have to continue to do, and we're going to sit there and brainstorm about it and, and try to get something done. UNLV AD Eric Harper with us. He's going to stick around for a couple more minutes because I want to talk about senior night and, again, the, uh, the student experience. And I want to get into some of the running Rebels and, you know, what do you think of them? You know some of these guys personally, and especially Bryce Hamilton. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Are you aware approximately 15% of all babies have complicated births? Time to make a difference. Positively Kids is here to help. Hello, I'm Fred Schultz, CEO of Positively Kids. For over 20 years, our local nonprofit has provided care to thousands of children in Southern Nevada. Our mission is to help children with critical health care needs so they can reach their full potential. Please visit PositivelyKids.org to find out more about the services we provide and how they may be able to help a child you know or how you may be able to help us. Check out PositivelyKids.org. Wake up with a CW and start your day with the Wagners. Catch top stories, traffic, weather, and have a little fun, too. Weekday mornings at 8 on the CW Las Vegas, Channel 33, Cox Cable 6. Breaking news, top stories, your weather authority, and sports. We have it all in a fast-paced 30-minute newscast, so you can stay informed and get going with what's next. Watch the CW News at 10. Get your brakes done for about half the prices anywhere else from BrakesOnly.net. Our VIP service team comes right to you. Schedule your brake job now. Go to BrakesOnly.net. That's BrakesOnly.net. BrakesOnly.net. Join ESPN Las Vegas this Friday from 4 to 6 live at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. We're gearing up for Hoop Madness at the best place for locals to be for all things entertainment, dining, and sports viewing. Plan your fun flag and experience the new Virgin Hotels Las Vegas this week with a live performance by Volbeat in the theater, a Vegas hockey viewing party in Money Baby, and Bourbon and Blues with Sky D. Miles inside the Shag Room. Plus, we've got great giveaways just for locals. It's all happening Friday night at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. JT from MeetupVegas.com, your connection to the finest meat exclusively sold to the finest steakhouses that have never been sold to the public until now. In Vegas, you need a great hookup, and I got it for you at MeetupVegas.com. Steaks, chicken, burgers delivered right to your front door. Now you have what the great chefs have in Vegas. Go to MeetupVegas.com, code word JTBrick. That's JTBrick, the code word, MeetupVegas.com. What's up? It's Tyler Bischoff, and you can come watch the Running Rebels take on New Mexico with ESPN Las Vegas. We'll be out at PT's Pub on Tropicana right by UNLV on March 5th. 
We'll have great drink specials like $10 Miller Lite pitchers. We'll also have great prizes, UNLV gear. We'll have a shot at a staycation at the Strat, plus beer for a year from Miller Lite. It's the last one of the year. PT's Pub is the best place to watch UNLV on the road with ESPN Las Vegas. Join us on March 5th. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. But to cruise through challenges, you need someone who's right there with you. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PCs and tech advice you need to get past whatever's in front of you and get where you want to go. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, the most potent defense is one that can anticipate the offense's every move. When it comes to your criminal defense case, you need the Vegas Dream Team of Craig Hendricks and Frank Como. Both were prosecutors in the Clark County District Attorney's Office, and they draw on more than 50 years of combined experience to defend your rights. Call 702-222-9999 or visit VegasDreamTeam.com a division of DeCastroverde Law Group. If you need to sell your house, talk to Aaron Taylor. You want to sell it fast and get the most cash. Talk to Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. Congratulations, son. You just graduated from UNLV and are officially a real estate guy. Thanks, Dad. I'm so excited to follow in your footsteps. There are three things you have taught me that always stick with me. Helping others, being grateful, and remembering to have a great time. And remember, son, we give all sellers a cash advance within 48 hours for anything if needed, buy all ugly and distressed properties, and for traditional sellers, our marketing strategy is number one. With over 27 years of experience, 6,000 homes sold, and exceptional negotiating skills. And Dad, did you know we can now accept cryptocurrency for all purchases? Wow! Call the real estate guys today, 702-310-6683. License number 388886, EXP Realty. Call for details. Talk to Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. Las Vegas never sleeps, and neither does ZipZap Auto. Now open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. ZipZap Auto offers repairs, smog tests, oil changes, you name it, 24 hours a day. Plus, free diagnostics with qualifying repairs. ZipZap Auto will come to you anywhere and will tow your vehicle for free. Plus, loan you a car for free. Don't let your vehicle needs slow you down. Call Zip Zap Auto and keep rolling. 702-644-1400. That's 702-644-1400. Las Vegas, the glow of the strip, the world-class food and entertainment, the basketball. The Mountain West returns March 6th through 12th as the Thomas and Mack Center welcomes back you, the fans. Get your tickets now at UNLVTickets.com. This sports update is brought to you by William Hill. For all your betting needs, William Hill has you covered. They even have live in-play wagering. For all the details, visit williamhill.us. The doubleheader of basketball action on the campus of UNLV. First up, it's the Lady Rebels hosting the Wolfpack. That starts at 6 p.m. at the Cox Pavilion, and that'll be followed by the Running Rebels taking on Wyoming at 7.30. You know, it's a huge game for us before we go to the conference tournament just to prove that, you know, we're, we're able to compete with these upper uh, echelon teams. I see a lot of players around the conference kind of play to the officials. Mm-hmm. You never do that. Uh, yeah, that's always been something, you know, I, I just never really done. Sometimes when I was younger, I, I was pretty bad at it. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, my mother and them, 
my brother, you know, everybody used to get on me. I used to get a lot of texts, honestly. So that, that's definitely something I've grown on. And, uh, you know, I'm honored, you know, to you know, be able to react to the rest and not let that affect my game. Back to Cofield and Company, live at the Thomas and Matt. That was the voice of running Rebel Senior, Bryce Hamilton. We'll get to uh, Bryce here in just a second. Ticket giveaway, though, and, you know, they want you to come out for the Wyoming game tonight. Certainly, UNLVTickets.com. You can come on down for the 730 start. But we got Mountain West basketball next week. Mountain West basketball next week. We've got tickets to the semifinals. Hopefully the Rebels can make the run to get to the semis. That's Friday night. Pair tickets right now. Ari will hook you up. Call her 736-4100. Again, UNLVTickets.com is where you can get both uh, your men's and women's tournament tickets. The men's tournament starts next week on Wednesday. So I've really enjoyed covering Bryce. First of all, I'll say in this day and age of college basketball, it's a rarity that we've seen a guy around for four years. It's kind of crazy. So we've seen Bryce grow up from like a really shy dude on Marvin Menzies' team, kind of trying to find his spot to exploding as a sophomore. And Eric Harper's with us, the AD here at UNLV. I mean, now this story is so awesome. He's one of the best players in the country. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's been awesome to watch Bryce uh, grow uh, as a player and see how talented he's become. And, you know, they know he's going left, and they still can't stop it because, one, he's so quick, he's so swift with it, and he can shoot the ball from all different angles and just an absolute talented player. And the other thing I mentioned there, which I find amazing, is his demeanor on the court. He gets smashed, knocked around. Um, the other night he got a couple of charges. I see other players, and I'm not speaking badly of those players because I actually think maybe it's part of the game to play to the officials a little bit. But I, I never see Bryce get up after a charge and flip out or you know chatter up with a, an official. Um, the way he handles himself on the court is something I think the program, the school, can be really proud of. Absolutely, I think his demeanor on the court uh, when he gets a call that doesn't go his way, you know, he he'll, he has that look, but he doesn't say anything. And I think the officials see the look and understand that. You know what? I might have missed that one. Uh, but I think at the same time, uh, the way he handles himself. Uh, when you handle yourself in, in a way that he does, there's a good chance you'll get a call that might be a 50-50 call. You're going to get more of the, the calls in your favor than not if you're, if you're treating and not, trying to sh- not showing up to officials. Yeah, I thought there was another player who came in um, who didn't act that way, and I actually think it deflated his game. Um, you don't have to comment on that. I think it was David Roddy, and UNLV wound up sweeping CSU. I, I, I don't think it serves you that well. You know, the – they're human beings as well, the officials. So, I mean, you, you, played, you played football, and, you know, if you're out there screaming and yelling, uh, I, I don't know if it benefits you. No, it, it really doesn't. Uh, I have one incident in college where I, I thought the official was – he kept getting in my way as I was trying to go across the field, and I kept running into him, and he kept yelling at me, and I kept yelling back at him, and get out of the way, i got to go make a tackle. Uh, it didn't really help anything um, because he, he threw more flags on us than he threw on the other team. But, you know, at the same time, uh, you have to show your passion but control your passion. What's the senior night experience for these players like? You know, it, it, you know I think back to, to my last game at Kansas State and, and to know that that's the last time you're going to put on the, um, the colors that you've been representing for, for four years and uh, in some cases five years. It, it's so special to take full advantage of that opportunity to show – those that have been coming out and supporting you, 
your appreciation for them to coming out on you know in basketball case 18 different times uh, in a season and just to show them the support and it's to know that you know what I have had a heck of a career I've had a heck of a time playing for this school and if I had to do it all over again I would pick UNLV once again. Eric, you know, one of the things that we had Brandon Chappelle on and I was impressed with what he talked about was the practices and how hard, you know, get break them down in the practices so the games, it's sort of, sort of second nature to them. It right. becomes fun. The camaraderie and the chemistry under a first-year coach, it's, it almost seems like it's matured and gotten better. And then and you talk about the support and the leadership from the seniors. Just touch on the players and their character and how it's grown and come together. You know, uh, earlier this year, uh, early in the fall, Coach Kruger and uh, Deshaun Henry, uh, they sent me an email and they sent you know a couple of people email said, hey, we're going to have our team meal uh, at In-N-Out. And I'm like, team meal at In-N-Out? What's that about? They said, we're going to meet at the Mendenhall Center and we're going to walk to In-N-Out. That was such a special time to be able to do that and walk, you know, two blocks, two and a half blocks, whatever it may be down the in and out and have conversations with players out of the gym, out of the classroom, off the bus, off the plane, out of a hotel, just walking down the street, enjoying the camaraderie and watching them interact. Uh, Many of them, um, I was talking to Nwoko and he says, um, I said, where are you from? I said, I see Hong Kong. What, 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 Hong Kong what? He's like, Hong Kong. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out. A seven-foot American in Hong Kong, I said, that doesn't, that doesn't compute properly. He's like, yeah, you know, he talked about his dad being an international uh, traveler and his mom being an international travel agent. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I got to know him a little bit there. Uh, but then also got a chance to spend some time with Donovan Williams as well as uh, – uh, Bryce, uh, Bryce, and then uh, Ham as well, and just really a neat opportunity yeah. to walk with those guys out of their element of playing on the court. And I was just going to say that is so important, starting from youth on up, is when you do that and you take an athlete away from the court, the field, whatever it may be, the playing surface, sometimes that top player and that 13th player on the roster, no matter what level you're at, they kind of find out what they have in common. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're always out there on the court or on the field, you're always going to be like, oh, man, that's the guy that, you know, you come to appreciate that, that guy that may not have as much talent, you're going to bring him along with you. Absolutely. It was really fun to see those guys interact with each other. And, you know, and, and they were you know, cracking on each other because, you know, one guy didn't want lettuce and the other guy did want <laughs> lettuce. And this guy wanted, you know, crispy fries and this guy just wanted the regular fries. And this guy's gotten lemonade and and switch, you know, going to the Arnold Palmer. And then another guy said, I don't want any soda. I don't want any extra sugar or anything like that. Just to see those things was really interesting. This is why as a show we can't go out. Because we were to do this on the air, and it would be a full-scale brawl, arguing over lettuce or no lettuce or crispy fries or Just regular fries. Just give me a protein-style double-double. I'm good. Right. You're all set. Let's close on this. So football's got spring practice opening up here in, in uh, less than four weeks. Progress last year, but not with the wins and losses. A lot of close games. Uh, there were a bunch of games you know, inside of eight points, and unfortunately uh, they went winless and then finally start, started getting some wins down the stretch and played well down the stretch. Where do you feel like Marcus Arroyo is right now in terms of building this thing where he can go out and you know potentially compete for a bowl spot next year? You know, I think he's making some some very good progress, and you know, he and I have had had one conversation. 
you know, you know, losing uh, those games eight points or less, um, five games by eight points or less, and just you know the ball bounces here or there, you can turn a couple of those into wins. Um, you know, get a call here or there turns into a win uh, versus a loss, and having the opportunity to to see them and travel with them all year and watch them grow. Uh, and watch, you know, even when the quarterbacks were going down from injuries, that the next guy just stepped up and played. And just watching that growth and maturation of the team and Marcus as a coach, uh, he's a first-time coach too. And he obviously his first-year coaching was through COVID and had some 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 challenges there because you know you're going into a game and all of a sudden we you know get a game canceled, getting ready to go on a, on a road trip, game gets canceled. Now he's he's going to have some consistency in two spring balls, two fall camps. Uh, a third recruiting class should be uh, moving in the right direction. Yeah, the biggest thing I tell people is that when times were tough, um, like you said, guys stepped up to replace injured players, but also the group didn't quit. Right. And, that, and that can, you I mean, again, you played football, you know, when football is tough and when you're losing and you're getting bad breaks or you're not, you know, making your own breaks, sometimes teams are just like, you know what, or, or certain guys are like, I don't want this anymore. Right. And, you know, it's, it, it's easy to be hurt and injured when you're not winning. But a lot of our guys stepped up and, and played through some tough times. Gio Faolo, when, when I, I forget what game he got hurt in, I'm like, he's done. His career's over. And then, like, three weeks later, he's out there he, with a slight limp. And I'm like, I, I can't believe he's playing. But he wanted to play as a, you know, final senior guy. Yeah, I mean, there's still some throwback guys in the game of football uh, today. No, you know, some don't don't sit around and cry over a hangnail. They will st- step up and play when it's when when things aren't the greatest, and that's that shows you know some character uh, of guys. And and by all means, don't want anybody to go out there and and purposely get them in, themselves injured and hurt, and they can't can't help the team, you know. But at the same time, you know it's okay um, to you know let the next guy step up and play. It's a good point. It's a good point. And dealing with adversity, that's real life. So, And I wanted to go back to senior night for one final second. The other cool thing is when these guys walk out on the floor, they know they've either gotten their degrees or getting their degrees. And, and in the end, you know, everyone may play a little bit of pro sports, but in the end, you need the degree. And to, to me, that's the, that is the whole mission of this whole thing. That is the whole mission. You're exactly right, Steve. And, and, and to see the level of success in the classroom that our athletes are you know graduating in three years graduating in three and a half years we had some guys that are in, in their master's program already and have one year or year and, uh, or two years left of eligibility which is absolutely awesome and taking full advantage of it and with an 82 percent uh graduation rate uh for the rebels it's it's awesome to see that and as i said once before what i'd like to see all of our student athletes was when they walk across the stage and get their diploma they got a championship ring, and they got their class ring from when they graduated. Those are two things. I want them to have multiple championship rings, don't get me wrong. But to have those rings to be put on their hands is absolutely phenomenal to see. There he is, UNLV AD, Eric Harper. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. We'll see you out at the game. Uh, game is coming up tonight at 730. That's the men's game. Women's game at 6 o'clock. And, by the way, you can watch the women's game at Cox Pavilion. If you can't make it down, it's on your view on Channel 1014. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.